0: Honestly, I think there is a big, big, big misunderstanding on what is the proper way of training, in my opinion, because I think that the, um, the sentence quality over quantity is some sort of misleading.
1: Yo, gorillas! welcome to the Athlete Insider Podcast by Gornation. My name is Phil and today's guest is an exceptional athlete, somebody who polarizes and who has a special training approach. I'm really happy to welcome you to the show, Matteo Spinazzola, also known as Matteo Deo. Hi to
0: everyone, thanks. Thank you for, for the invite.
1: I'm also really thankful that we made this. And uh, before we kick off, before I can tell a lot uh, how like uh, all these questions that the people have, how do you present yourself?
0: Well, it's a very, already a very difficult question, actually, because uh, you want me to present myself as the athlete or as the person because, you know, it's two different worlds. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that... um, Uh, Devo, for me, is a different person than Matteo. Before, knowing calisthenics, I was a very introvert person uh, that always felt, you know, this desire to uh, show what he felt inside. So for me, starting to training and um, knowing calisthenics uh, also presented me the opportunity to face limits. For me, this is, uh, you know, uh, training calisthenics means this for me. So I started this sport to um, represent uh, the athlete that wants to fight against limits. So I think this is the best um, description of what is uh, myself and also my idea and approach to training.
1: Okay. So um yeah, also like a lot of development not only physically but also mentally uh happened for you to, through the sport. Can you tell us more about the the old Matteo and how he transformed uh through getting to know calisthenics?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, the first thing I can tell you is that I was pretty different. I mean, like the opposite before um starting the sport also for what concerns limits because I um, I saw myself, yeah, like a very um, positive and uh, energetic person, but uh, in the same time, I was seeing myself as a very weak person. So I remember that I started to train because uh, actually uh, I wanted to get engaged with a girl that said simply no to me, (laughs) and that uh, she saw me as a friend, and that was my, you know, uh, my switch to start training. And so in the beginning, I wanted to train just to get fit. And I remember that in, in the gym, I was seeing people doing pull-ups and I was thinking that it, it was too hard for me to, to do something like that, that, that i there was not even, uh, you know, um, I didn't even have to try because I would never be able to even do pull-ups. Okay. And then after a while that I started training, I saw a video of Animal for King doing a muscle up. And in that exact moment, it's like my mind exploded because I said to myself, I didn't even think that I would go over the bar. I mean, for me over the bar, there was the ceiling. <laughs> and that ceiling was like the, you know, the limited dimension of my mind. And after that, everything changed. I was like if I can go over the bar with two arms I can go over the bar with one arm I can do it with it was likely in, in a second it became the exact opposite and so also my goals completely changed I was the as I said I wanted to pursue the battle against limits not to get fit it was just nothing important to me anymore and yeah so my mind completely you know turned on itself yeah this is what i can say
1: wow so uh, yeah it it describes best i think uh the the transformation of not only your body but also your mind and i think this is even the bigger part as it seems for you um do you think today like there is something that is impossible for you or how is your thinking today how is your mindset when you approach a new move or something
0: no, actually, I don't think of anything uh, impossible because in the in the last years, um, two years ago, there was a, a particular event in which I understood that it's like it's uh, uh, like you know you can always really uh, progress and step uh, also into the field of what you consider impossible. That maybe you just consider it as impossible, but it, that it's actually not. It just really really difficult you tend to consider it impossible but if you can always go like even uh, you know a little bit um, better than previous time there is actually no that point to this process so um, actually no I I can think of very 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 hard stuff maybe in this moment or uh, in a short period of time but I can't think of anything impossible actually
1: crazy um so yeah uh, it it um, it makes sense it uh, really sums up all the stuff that we see as as uh, like followers fans whatever on your social medias etc and um yeah like um when you started calisthenics what 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 was your goal for of, uh, of, uh, at first you said the pull-up was the first uh, thing
0: well when i started calisthenics i was in training in gym uh, with weights for uh, two years so i could already do some pull-ups. Actually, I could already do like uh, weighted dips, one-arm push-ups, el uh, sit because I was training uh, in a good way. I mean, when uh, mm. when um, when I was also when I was training for my physique, I was training um, acceptably good, I can say. Um, also, I was training for a period of um, time. I was training at home, so I was doing like pull-ups on the um you know on on the door something like that and um, i did a lots, lots of push-ups because it was the you know more comfortable exercise so in the beginning uh, i started with that and then i just wanted to emulate what i was seeing in the videos of annibal uh bartenders something like that it, actually it started like um you know uh i had my little crew w- with my friends it started like fun actually just wanted to replicate uh, replicate stuff but then after a while i (laughs) i realized that i really liked the the, this you know continuous challenge of the sport and um, and then the thing uh, completely degenerated into you know a continuous battle to achieve something uh, harder and harder
1: yeah. Okay. Because I before the interview I also watched your uh trans- no, no, like your yeah, your transformation on your YouTube channel. And uh what made me smile or like uh even respect more is that you um like you don't have this high end gym uh where you have like everything but you train a lot on I saw in the street, like I don't even how, know how to call this, but you know, like oh, just a, a sign or a handle on the street and you did yeah, your exercise yeah, yeah. there. That's crazy. Like tell us more about the your your will to grow. And to use everything that you have to 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 grow, or
0: yeah, of course. In like I said in the beginning, I was seeing the the videos of these guys training uh, not only in parks but also in the streets. In, in fact, you know, uh, we call it calisthenics, but it's also called the street workout. And uh, we were doing a real street workout because. Uh, we were the the first in Italy to do this sport. I mean, uh, in that really in that period, there were like another crew in north of Italy. I'm in the middle of Italy near Rome, uh, but you know it was It was more like a, a momentary thing. Okay, uh, it, there was a, a a great YouTuber that started a forum in that period, but we were the first crew. So we were the first to do this. There was no uh, gym good for doing calisthenics, no courses, nothing. So we we, we adapted with everything. And so we, in the first, um, I have these fantastic memories of the first years because we like moved from place to place, but from really bad places. I mean, <laughs> uh, the, the first park, Like didn't have anything like only floor and uh, some old, um, you know, um, it was a park for, um, for kids. So, you know, some, something like that. And then we moved to um, another park that had something more, uh, you know, particular, like some bars that were not really, bars for us, it were it was, uh, it were bars, but uh, (laughs) it it was, they were not meant like that. And then from uh, other structures on uh, the beach, um, but nothing was supposed to be used for training. And so uh, we we moved till we had the opportunity to be in a gym because the physical education uh, professor of one of my friends saw him and he had a gym and he was interested in uh, in this sport. But that, that happened Uh, two years after we continuously moved from place to place.
1: So yeah, uh, a lot of creativity needed and uh, yeah, still use the, the environment and the stuff that you had uh, to progress. Um, people were uh, interested in um, how long did you do basics or um, because today if, if we watch your videos, you mostly do some crazy stuff um, like uh, but do you still do basics and also most important in the beginning, did you also start with push-ups, pull-ups, did you do them as well?
0: Yeah, I definitely did basics for, uh, I I would say that I never did a really a period of just basics, but uh, I I did it when I was training in the gym. I mean, in in the case I was, yeah, I was doing dips, push-ups and I can tell you that, yeah, uh, actually except for pull-ups that were like medium good on push-ups, I was already good I can say because. Uh, as I said, I could do 100 push-ups very, very easily. And uh, I remember that I could already do like uh, with bad form, I'm honest, but like uh, 100 push-ups, I could already do it before starting calisthenics. So mm. I was pretty trained on that. Also, uh, pistol squats, I, I tried it. And I could already do some reps. Um, and then I con- I continue to train them, but in parallel with skills and Actually, it's the, it's the same thing that I do now because I'm still training uh, lots of pull-ups, of uh, pull ups, dips. In, in fact, from time to time, uh, this kind of classic videos uh, pop up on my Instagram or YouTube. But the only difference is that uh, now I'm training really a lot of things, so I just rotate some things. I, like, I never uh, quit doing pull-ups, but, but maybe in, for some time I do weighted pull-ups, uh, other times I do endurance pull-ups, other times I do, I do just all, so I rotate like this. Same for skills. Um, in general, for skills, I'm trying to uh, always switch to other version of the skill just to uh, preserve time. So, maybe I'm not training standard front lever anymore, but I'm training pull ups, uh, one arm front lever, something like that. I'm trying to maintain the skill by training other things, but definitely uh, skills, um, uh, sorry, basics built me a huge foundation in the beginning, for sure.
1: Okay, because um, when I watch your videos, I always think, "Wow, how do these joints and tendons? How is it possible to do something?" And uh, my first idea would be, yeah, basics and of course mobility. But maybe you can explain more why are your joints so strong.
0: I can I can tell you that this is the um, probably the question that uh, people ask me the most. But uh, actually, I didn't think I did anything special in this field because. Um, I have, you know, a pretty uh, simple idea about uh, uh, training and progression. I just think that, uh, you know, if you build it, your body, your whole conditioning, step after step, uh, of course, there could be, you know, differences from person to person, but you can actually strengthen your body, not only in your muscle, but really on your joints. What I can tell you, I did from my point of view, it was to always make the, make the uh, step forward. And I tell you this because sometimes I, I see that in the calisthenics community, um, there is a first period in which people want to, you know, accomplish the most famous um, skills, uh, most beautiful skills. And um, they, you know, they do this step forward every time. So they, you know, have the tag progressions, then uh, advanced tags, straddle when they reach the full it's just like they you know in my opinion they t- start to um, get slower because you know they reach this um, full planche full front lever yeah they start to add uh, pull up something like that but it's like if it, it gets uh, you know slower they don't tend to for instance add ankle weights that is you know a, a huge difference on the old it's what you actually did when you were going from tag to advanced tag to uh, full. The, the difference is that when you reach full, you stop to progress in that kind of load. You just different, um, you just go on a different work by doing pull-ups, presses. So you add motions, but you do not uh, add the um, the load on the old itself. So um, I think that this kind of, um, of work Um, you know, it's just if someone reaches one kilos on bench press and then just starts to do slow bench press with 100 kilos, uh, fast bench press, uh, lots of press, but always with 100 kilos. Instead, if you really go for harder variations, you, you know, you really get strengthened um, in your your joints. So also approaching... uh, particular exercises also under uh, particular angulations it actually strengthens you under every angle which is a a great difference because if you're um, uh, just used to work on three angles if for any reason it could be a mistake or you know anything that could happen you go outside that angle you are probably gonna get injured instead if you're all strengthened up that can't happen. So, um, I also, I sometimes say in the past I was seeing some, uh, you know, um, at least in, in general, I have to do some checks on their like muscles, joints to see if everything is okay. Uh, and I have to say, I have to admit, I, I'm pretty lazy on this kind of thing. I go like once in a couple of years, something like that. And the, um, the doctor who was checking me was saying that uh, my structure, for instance, on the shoulders, Yes, maybe they can get inflamed, but they are so stuck in place now for the muscles and the conditioning that I've built uh, around that it's likely impossible that they can um, have a huge injury because they are uh, fixed in place. Okay, So it's uh, this kind of work. I think that it's just progressive overload under many different angles. That is the key in my opinion to strengthen everything.
1: Wow. Really interesting, um, because uh, yeah, I can imagine because you also work with uh, some bad form or like uh, let's call it yeah. f- for me, it it seems like weird form, like some yeah, yeah half yeah. rom um, stuff like that, and I can imagine a lot of people are um, hating about that, uh, like saying oh this is shit or I don't know what. Um, how do you respond to these? Because you you make some you as you <coughs> see you, you make some thoughts about it. You don't do it just because it's fun, but you have some thoughts behind.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, honestly, I think there is a big, big, big misunderstanding on what is the proper way of training, in my opinion, because um, I think that the, um, the sentence quality over quantity um, is some sort of misleading because you uh, people tend to um, take quality as something like uh, doing something in complete motion, slow motion, controlled motion, something like that. Instead, I think the quality is means something that is useful to build strength, that in my opinion is quality. So um, of course, if the quantity is directed on a whole different uh, uh, you know point, that w- won't help you. But if the kind of approach to quantity is intelligent, that is actually a great quality work. And yeah, honestly, I think that there is a, a enormous misunderstanding in training, especially in, uh, in calisthenics, because it's, it's a sport that is really related to the concept of beauty and technique. But if you already see other sports, like for instance, uh, arm wrestling, in, in arm wrestling, the bad form stuff is like accepted because they saw that, uh, for instance, cheated, cheated cars uh, built more strength than um, strict ta- cars, simply for the fact that you are continuously using uh, a lot of weight. The fact is, um, I, I really often talk about this because it's a really important you know, topic for me, um, because sometimes people ask me, uh, if you cheat a car, you are deloading some weight okay, because you are cheating. So what is the difference between doing this and doing a car with less weight? The difference is in the points of the movements and in all the muscles that work on the movement. Because for what concerns biceps, for instance, yes, that is true. If you do something proper and you do something with 20 kilos more, but cheat 20 kilos, yes, the work on the biceps is the same. The difference is, is that other muscles work on that movement for instance uh, forearms uh, trapezius and those muscles are not um, involved involved in the cheating i mean the forearms are really holding that much weight trapezius is still feeling that much weight and there are also different parts of the movement so when you cheat in the beginning you're actu- actually closing the movement by yourself so the top part actually feels that more kilograms uh, the negative also feels that more kilograms. So in general, I always noticed that uh, this kind of approach is actually more, uh, you know, it gives better results. Of course, it can vary from, uh, you know, exercise to exercise. But to me, it's, uh, it's a, a great truth, honestly. And in fact, I'm doing um, also some videos called The Truth About Training. In which I do some like of parallelism between uh, bad form and good form to make people understand why something can help for the other thing and also vice versa, of course.
1: Wow. It reminds me a little of the interview that i had with uh, saibov um he also like he also uh, preaches the uh, if you have the goal of doing 30 pull-ups you first do them in bad form and your form gets better f- yeah. and better from training to training but not you don't start with 15 pull-ups and then 17 like uh, this is was his training approach and I, I, there are yeah, some. In fact, pull-
0: uh, yeah yeah in fact i am pretty you know i agree pretty much with him and uh, same for him in my Uh, you know towards me because I think the same and uh, actually um, the funny thing is that uh, some very strong athletes uh, pretty you know uh, with good genetics actually tell you the same thing on other um, other fields because there are many many athletes that say uh, that the best thing to learn skills is just to attempt them okay Mm -hmm. And when you go for attempts, you are actually practicing with bad form in the beginning. It's some, it's something that I think really everyone did uh, in uh, his journey in calisthenics. Actually, maybe in the beginning, but everyone did, everyone attempted something that was beyond him. And the funny thing is that I actually <laughs> don't, uh, you know, on some extent I don't recommend that because for for the because I say yeah maybe it's good on, in in terms of learning something uh, on certain extent but it's pretty dangerous for injuries so in for what concerns the kind of approach I, I prefer to build a huge foundation in the beginning in fact what I'm doing now I'm doing it uh, just because I'm training uh, you know 10 years in calisthenics 12 in general and so I, I, I see that my body can handle this kind of work. I'm not making others in the beginning work out like that. But maybe, in, you know, when you go ahead and ahead, <clears throat> I can see, of, you know, really even very strong at least doing like uh, doing a lot of plunge of presses, also arching them just to do more of uh, reps, which is a very intelligent, intelligent thing because the training volume like expands a lot like that. But, uh, you know, there are some exercises in which this is accepted and others in which this is not. But it's actually the same thing.
1: Okay. Is it also a little bit related to the uh, fact that you didn't compete uh, like for for some time now or do you plan to compete again?
0: Um, No, that is actually a different thing because... um, I was ready to compete the, um, the year in, uh, in 2018, but there were a problem with the regulations, like internal problems, because if you wanted to present uh, some elements, you had to communicate them in advance, but there was like no actual communication between, between me and um, the, you know, the judges before there were some problems. And uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, as I always did, do my uh, championship in the way I planned and I wanted to show. So I, I was a bit fed up with, with this kind of behavior. And uh, so I, uh, I, I quit the, kind of the, the, the championship. And I actually, I didn't, uh, you know, quit the idea of competing, but I'm more pursuing, you know, my own goals. Because I'm also yeah, I definitely changed my way of training and of seeing calisthenic strength. Um, so uh, I, I don't, I never feel like I'm, I never felt um, that that those championships were really um, evaluating the strength of an athlete because you know you could do just like a couple of reps, you had shorter time, so. It was um, difficult for so, for someone that could do many many things to really express all his uh, potential. And then, of course, the thing uh, you know changed a lot also because um, the the rules changed uh, changed uh, a bit from the last time I I competed. Uh, for instance, the way I did the the set against uh, Andrea La Rosa with the weight. And uh, in the first months, in the first year, they were setting a limit <laughs> on the weight that can, could be used. Like, uh, you know, you can use more than 10 kilos, for instance, because, you know, they maybe were, they, they know me, they know me a lot because um, I know, I mean, I know all this person involved in the calisthenics community in Italy. So they probably, you know, they were thinking maybe this guy wants to do <laughs> this kind of set with more weight, more weight. And in the end, for, you know, uh, to have a, um, you know, more simple evaluation, they decided that everything could be just uh, body weight. And this is a, a pretty huge, you know, uh, limit, because if you say that I could do max two reps in a competition and I can't add weight on them, it means that it makes no difference if I can do two one-arm pull-ups or ten one-arm pull-ups. In the case, we, we, we became the same. So, you know, uh, I'm not really satisfied by this kind of competitions. Also, because it's not something that I mm, added, because I remember in 2012, um, Evgeny Kocherga did uh, one-arm chin-ups with uh, 16 kilos in competition. So I wasn't the first to bring weight in competition. I was the first to do uh, all the set with the weight, <laughs> a part of the set, all the, all with the weight. But because my, you know, my uh rival at the time was very very strong and we also we often had this battle you know for years we we always were in final so i i had to think out out of the out of the
1: box i've never heard and i didn't even i think i saw the competition but i thought it was like i don't know some some show or something but you really during the competition you had weight like you had ankle yeah. weights or what
0: yeah yeah yeah. it was permitted because you, you could use the weight the fact is that uh, no one ever thought about using the weight for, you know, for a set, yeah. and it was really hard. But it was the only way, due to the uh, short time of set, to uh, really um, evaluate my strong points, that were, you know, pull-ups, festo. Uh, and if you can do many reps, the only way you can you can do you can do slow reps because you know all the time of the competition. Uh, goes up. It, it was the only the only way to to give uh, justice to my level in those elements.
1: Interesting, um, because somebody also asked about um, the battle with uh, La Rosa. Uh, maybe I will just ask. Uh, read the the comment. Um, he has battled and beat La Rosa twice, and I believe that it was in a final battle in both occasions. Was he confident, conf, confident before the battles? Did he consider La Rosa a threat to his title? Does he consider him as a friend because in 2015 they hugged after the battle? Does he think that La Rosa is the strongest Italian ath- athlete after him? And if not, then who? <laughs> a long, a long uh, comment, and, and but also- I think yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah of course uh yeah i am definitely in good you know um i'm friend with uh, with andrea um he you know he is doing like a different thing now is he's, he's more on the uh you know more like the um, influencer kind of um using his social well while i'm more on the you know Uh, raw footage stuff (laughs) something like that but yeah of course and um, yeah we had different battles and um, i can tell you that probably uh, the fact that i'm also not competing actually anymore is also because the kind of uh, rivalry you know is not competing anymore we we like had these many battles and I was feeling like towards him re- really a good form of respect. And uh, I definitely saw him as a, a very strong opponent. In fact, I, I was the only one to beat him and he, ho- he was the only one to beat me. So it was pretty, you know, a pretty fun thing every year. Um, well, <clears throat> the, the first year we, we battled, I... I like didn't know him. I mean, he was like in the in the beginning of his, uh, you know, escalation of uh, of strength. And uh, so, yeah, I won, but uh, he really gave me uh, a hard battle in the end, and I, I was I was actually surprised. Um, <clears throat> then the other times, probably it was like uh, I remember the second time, which uh, uh, he won uh i i was coming from two victories and i was like uh, i don't know I, I i wasn't motivated and when i'm motivated i always lose for some reasons and it's like <laughs> it, my my real self uh, really doesn't pop up <laughs> and instead uh the other time i lost i i was really surprised by uh the, the probably the the time i lost was the first time i was right really convinced about winning and instead i lost because it really was in 2016 it was like super super strong so i I really didn't expect that and that's the reason why in 2017 i like approached the competition with this idea of go of thinking outside the box because the the other year i was like thinking inside the box at at its limit but i still lost so I, i i said I have to think about something that someone never really, you know, expects from me, like something that, you know, also surprises my, my, my arrival because, you know, I, I mean, the the funny thing was that (laughs) I also, I actually had two couples of ankle weights because I did another set in that there were more sets during the competition, of course, like preliminary stage something like that. I did a set with just two kilos, I had a really small, small ankle weights. And uh, when I was warming up against him, I was using uh, this little ankle weights. And just a minute before, a moment before the judges call us, I just bring out of my, you know, <laughs> I bring out this uh, huge ankle weights. And so everyone was like, what is this? What is this? Because you know, also uh, 10 kilos ankle weights are also pretty rare for some, we can say something like that so they were really huge and so i no, i actually (laughs) i i took my you know i took him as a serious serious opponent i really had to you know give my best to to win that uh, last time yeah Uh, for what concerns uh his strength level actually um you know i think he is very very strong indeed so i don't want to do like a chart of the italian athletes uh, athletes of the moment or i mean you already you already know uh, the strongest italian athletes pretty much but i think uh, he is indeed still uh, very strong
1: wow nice story um yeah (laughs) I would have loved loved to see like to be at the competition and see you performing with ankle weights. I definitely have to check this after the the video, or maybe we will put something here in the video uh, during the interview. We'll see. Um, so something that uh, is also quite special about you I think is uh, that you're also training legs and uh, this is something that uh, for somebody who does quite s- some difficult statics it's not uh, normal let's say it at th- at this high level um so uh, yeah do do your your does your leg training um yeah is counterproductive against your heavy skills like uh, Maltese or I don't know
0: <clears throat> well uh definitely mm- weighted um <clears throat> legs that you know that weight more surely uh, are a disadvantage i can notice this just because of uh, my center of gravity um you know for my like my my wall structure i have a center of gravity that's a, a little bit shifted also because i don't have long arms i, I have short arms and heavy legs so uh, i really have to lean a bit more on doing some things uh, if you, if you compare to others that maybe have, you know, uh, thin legs, long arms, that don't have to, you know, lean forward to do, you know, planche, front lever also. Uh, but actually, um, I never saw it as, uh, you know, uh, as a problem because I just wanted to get strong everywhere. So, yeah, probably, for, for what is my point of view, probably uh, that more weight uh you know makes me a bit weaker than uh, what i could have been if i have thin legs but in that case i would have been uh weaker on legs which is for, which for me is uh you know a field of strength like others so i don't you know for me it's okay like this and i actually really happy of training legs so that's it
1: okay Interesting. And um, you also have uh, your book and uh, you uh, wrote a book about all your experience, but also I think about um, a, special, um, a special workout uh, approach, uh, let's call it. Do you want to tell us more about your book? What are your thoughts behind
0: yeah um first of all i want to say that i am translating it in these days i mean it's almost over so the english version is is coming very soon i think in february if everything goes well uh well what again what can i say Um, i'm very satisfied by this book not only uh, for the final result because i've been writing it for three years um, and i'm you know, I really wrote a, an honest book from my point of view, which was the most important thing I want to, you know, to do. I want to, to do something that I was proud of and that really represented my way of seeing things. But I'm even more satisfied by the reaction of people that, um, that read it. I ended really, you know, <clears throat> I really could never expect something so positive in response because it's a very uh, deep and particular book because uh, it, it's also difficult to say what kind of uh, type of book it is because uh, I put uh, on the site where I upload it in Italian, I I put it as an autobiography, but it's actually not something like that because it, it starts like, uh, like a biography, but mm, then it completely changes to other, you know, feels because the, the main topic is the uh, relationship between mind and body and this kind of relationship is um, is seen throughout lots of different uh, aspects which which is actually i always related these kind of things with training but the book itself it's not about training it's about something else that i related with training um, and this kind of uh, relationship is, uh, is uh, you know, uh, explained under a lot of aspects, under, you know, emotional aspects, under uh, behavior aspects, under uh, thought aspects. So it, it's really a, a kind of book that goes into this kind of, uh, of um, topic and everything is explained by my eyes, by all my experiences in life. And... I was being really, really honest and sincere with everything I was uh, talking about. And uh, this thing was the only thing that I was like, I don't know if people can actually understand my point of view on some things or uh, like my tone of writing some things. And actually, surprisingly, uh, every, I mean, a really lost person writes me that uh, the thing they love the most, it's actually that the book, I made them uh, like they, they they could read it like they were myself. They they said they were feeling the exact same emotion I was, uh, you know, with with which I I wrote that uh, exact parts of the book. So this is uh, they all they uh, tell me that this is a very hard thing to do to communicate the exact same feelings. And so yeah, I'm really. I'm really, really satisfied about this.
1: Great um with your experience as you say like 12 years of uh, training and uh 10 years of calisthenics so and this is what i think like helps you a lot to to write really a book out of experience and with this experience uh, if you would now go back like um let's say seven years so not the completely beginner but really from intermediate to the pro that you became uh what would you do differently with your knowledge from today
0: Um, This is a particular question because if I have to see uh, my choices, of course, in the past, I would definitely make uh, different choices now. But the fact is that I think that uh, what I realized now, what I think now is probably a consequence of that kind of mistakes because something, you know, um, some of my ideas are built up on like exclusion of other Other ideas, for instance, I maybe now I'm certain of a thing just because I made I I tried uh, any other thing and I saw that that didn't work. So actually, um, I wouldn't change anything because uh, I don't I don't know what the outcome could be because maybe uh, if I had the same idea years ago, I where when I was having less conditioning, maybe. I could have faced, uh, you know, some injuries, for instance. Or, um, you know, you can predict the the outcome of a different situation. So uh, I'm satisfied like this. And so I'm not regretting anything.
1: Wow. Sounds good. Um, And um, your current training schedule, this was also like one of the most voted questions. Can you tell us how your typical week looks like right now?
0: Okay. Uh, in this exact moment for the fact that, you know, gyms are closed, it's a little bit different, you know, it's a bit, um, compressed. Uh, so I, I would like to explain it in a more, you know, complete way when, uh, when, when gyms are open, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when gyms are open, my training schedule is in general six week, uh, six days a week. Um, uh, and on three days, I was uh, training morning and afternoon and uh, the total hours was eight hours a day, eight and a half, because it were like three hours in the morning five in the afternoon. And instead, the, um, I alternate a heavy day with a light day. And uh, the three light days are uh, like just short days. They are not light days actually. Uh, and they are like uh, three hours long. So I alternate one uh, one hours a day with three hours the day after, and I do it for six days, and on Sunday I rest.
1: Wow. Okay. Sounds like a, a packed uh, week. So in in total uh, per week, how many hours do you put in into your work? Uh,
0: almost, uh, you know, like thirty five, almost forty. Also, so but you know, time. it's also yeah, Full-time but it's job. also my job, so I'm always in the gym so it's not something that you know uh, that is heavy for me because i um, also listen a lot to my body i mean if, if there's a, a day that i really don't want to train i don't train for instance mm-hmm. and um, you know i i love it so it's not i, I also this kind of uh, um resistance to lots of hours of training is what I built during the years for instance in the beginning I was training like uh, three days a week for two hours then I just increased but not to train a lot something because actually I'm the, the very opposite of this I don't stress my body a lot on uh, certain things uh, but I had to train many different things so I required more time
1: Okay. And uh, people also asked about your nutrition. Um, some said, "Yeah, you don't eat a lot. How do you have energy?" But uh, can you maybe t- talk about your nutrition in general?
0: Uh, I can tell you that I am. I have the most distant, uh, you know, mo- the most far diet for uh, <laughs> for what could be the diet of an athlete because, uh, you know, probably uh, in general, lots of people in the training field ask uh, about cheat day. I can tell you that every day for me is cheat day. Wow. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I eat a lot of, I, I eat really in a free way. I mean, I don't over-exaggerate things. I'm not, you know, uh, like those guys that uh, can eat a jar of Nutella just for fun. I <laughs> never did something like that. I, I would never do it. But uh, I eat pasta every day. I eat, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I eat some uh, snacks biscuits every day I, I, I eat like that and, and I think that honestly uh, this is uh, you know a balanced thing with the way I train because I really train a lot always going um, you know maxing out so probably uh, this is the good of amount of energy my body needs to you know to keep this kind of balance because uh, I think that I was eating uh, you know chicken and salad probably I wouldn't be able to, you know, have energy all the day.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, we're closely coming to an end of the interview. Uh, a lot of input, a lot of um, stuff. And uh, to sum up, before we go into the quick questions, quick answers, uh, the last question: What are your goals this year? Um, what can we expect to see from you, twenty twenty one?
0: um uh, in general i would say uh I, I never it's been a while honestly since i've put some goals in my mind because i i just have one big goal which is to improve the most i can in uh, the most things i can simply so i i can't predict what will come and uh to what extent i really i will just take it uh you know the most i can in uh, in every situation
1: sounds like a healthy approach um yeah so uh quick questions quick answers um yeah i always feel bad asking this to an italian person uh what do you prefer pizza or burger pizza or hamburger yeah burger yeah
0: no no pizza definitely pizza i think pizza is like uh, you know top tier uh, food probably
1: okay <laughs> uh are you a dog or a cat person
0: uh, probably more a cat person
1: okay uh you do you have a favorite location for holidays
0: i love uh, seaside so i don't have a pre, you know exact uh, favorite one but definitely i'm more for seaside
1: okay um what do you prefer rings or the bar in general, I would say rings for
0: the same thing, for the same um, for the simple fact that uh, you can do more things on rings. In general, also other things, but um, you know they offer you a bigger uh, set of uh, things you can do. So, if, if if for instance I had to choose between uh, buying a bar or buying rings, uh, for now I definitely buy rings.
1: Okay. Great. Um, do you have some athletes that you follow on social media and that you look up to or that you use for inspiration?
0: Actually, I follow a lot of people and uh, it's hard to say uh, which one I prefer. I can tell you that I'm pretty satisfied with uh, uh, the evolution of calisthenics uh, uh, for what concerns uh, you know uh, Italian athletes a lot because I'm seeing lots of videos coming up from them, and uh, I'm I'm seeing that uh, they are really trying to uh, bring something new, uh, which is what I want to see. Actually, I want to see uh, someone that brings up new things that really keeps pushing the boundaries, and then not just uh, just plays. Uh, let's see. Let's say something like that with the same stuff just practicing more and more i want to see you know new things brought up
1: okay do you have a favorite book that you want to recommend or that you just want to tell
0: i can say my book because uh, you know it would be <laughs> too <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Well, uh, honestly, I have to I have to say I'm not a person that reads a lot. Actually, uh, I read very few books uh, in uh, in my life. So it's pretty strange that I wrote one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I read, well. I can in, I can tell you something like that. I loved the, the Lord of the Rings. I also have the book, but <laughs> I really never, I, I know, I, I read the first pages, like a hundred pages, and then I was just like, wow, <laughs> I, I love this thing, but my brain is just exploding, <laughs> many names. So I would recommend something like that just because I love the story, I know also the, the story of uh, uh, previous books like Silmarillion. But I never read them, so I can I can mostly, you know, suggest the story rather than the books.
1: That's cool, that's something that we didn't have until now somebody who recommends a book that you didn't read before. So uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, do you have a favorite movie,
0: The Lord of the Rings? But uh, well, except from that, I already answered this question before, no, um. I really he, can think yeah. of I really can think of uh yeah. honestly, I uh well maybe definitely Avengers. Avengers and game, yeah, I really I really loved it. I'm more for this kind of you know this kind of, uh, of movies in general, pretty, you know. Um uh, energetic movies like uh, also i remember years ago i also loved the uh, fast and furious then when it when it became like transformers like thing it was like over exaggerating <laughs> things maybe i was like come on this is not <laughs> so much uh, you know real but um, in general yeah movies like that so uh, the lord of the rings for me is uh, number one but then uh, i can say in the most uh, you know Recent movies definitely Avengers was all the all the Marvel movies were um, really amazing for me.
1: Okay, nice. Um, yeah, the best calisthenics event you've ever visited.
0: Well, I have the amazing amazing memories from the first World Championship I took part in, which was actually the the second one. Uh, I was invited to the first one uh, through YouTube, but for me, it was like so... A so strange thing that it was like, it was like a fake message. So I didn't respond and I didn't present it, but it was actually the first one. <laughs> so wow. then I was like, damn, I'm, I'm an idiot. And <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the, the, the se- instead the second time I was there because I saw the videos of the first competition. I wasn't, uh, th- this was true. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so that, that was, uh, yeah, I have like, um, amazing memories because, um, for me it was like to you know to enter in a dream really because um in in those years which was 2012 uh, calisthenics was starting to get big but in italy it was really mm, still a very small thing uh also you know we didn't have like social interactions like now and um so those at least you were seeing on YouTube videos seemed so far away from you, and uh, I remember this scene where we were uh, we were like uh, me and my friend, uh, like late in comparison to other arrivals at the airport. Mm-hmm. So they <laughs> they brought us for uh, for dinner in the in the room, and uh, immediately we saw like everyone we were seeing in videos all together. So it was like. I don't know. It was like very, very strange, but in a really positive way. So that is the the best memory I have related to a calisthenics event, definitely.
1: Nice. Um, yeah. And then the last question: How would what would be your message to the calisthenics community right now?
0: Um, the message I want to keep to give is to take your time. To progress because there is um, you know no rush but at the same time i would suggest to always uh you know point for uh, always aim for something you know greater to have no limits to you know don't put um limits on you also on your uh, you know on your uh, thoughts don't ever think i want to be able to do 50 pull-ups don't put uh, a limit just go for it. I want to do as many, pos- as many possible pull-ups I can. Um, and so take your time, but see your journey as an infinite journey that can lead you to you don't even know where. So, And strive for that. Strive for to reach infinity.
1: That's a great message to end this um, and uh, yeah, for the people who are now interested in you, um, how can they get in touch with you how where do they find you?
0: Well, they definitely find me on Instagram at uh, Matteo Deu, uh, or well on um, YouTube my my user is uh, uh, the one with or uh, well on Facebook uh, I, I always add you know, Uh, The the information under my youtube videos so they can find everything uh, in the in the descriptions
1: Okay, we will put also all the links in the uh underneath this video so for people uh who will want to find you on youtube on instagram etc they can find you there and also uh, you also offer a coaching which is something that maybe uh, one or two of the listeners are interested in um so who is like the appropriate person for who is your coaching
0: actually there is no appropriate uh you know people uh, everyone is appropriate because i do beginners uh, programs or uh, super advanced programs for me is not a problem so everyone uh, can uh, contact me for that
1: okay so yeah if you were interested in uh, your special in matteo's special uh, training advice and training methods i would uh, yeah, recommend to you uh, checking the links in the description you'll find your youtube etc people were also asking yeah can you maybe please add uh, english subtitles under your videos uh, <laughs> In general, in general, I'm doing it. In general,
0: I'm doing it for you know important videos. Sometimes uh, they ask me. Uh, I, I write some status in uh, on Instagram in Italian. If I don't add uh, subtitles, it's sometimes it's just because the message is more related to the Italian community for that specific uh, you know uh, story, maybe that not in general, but in general for YouTube videos for. You know, a thing about training, I'm always adding subtitles.
1: Great. Yes, so we're coming to an end. Big, big thank you to everyone listening to this. Uh, It's been uh, over an hour. I really appreciate it if somebody takes so much time to listen to us. A lot of uh, big, big thank you to you, Matteo, for taking the time and uh, for being here. And uh, yeah, if you want to let this series continue, give us a thumbs up, uh, share it with somebody who can use it, comment who should be interviewed next. And Matteo, you can end the episode. And again, big, big thank you that you made this possible.
0: Thank you for inviting again, and thanks to everyone who listened to us. Bye Bye, guys. guys.